recording. Oh. Oh, be- <laughs> We never said start recording. My brain just like, that didn't, that, that part. Listen, I'm Bembo. I'm recording now. <laughs> you're you're, you're okay, so you're valid. <laughs> we should, we should do numbers again. Yeah, we yes. should do it again. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Truly the best time to realize you're not recording is right at the start of the podcast instead uh-huh. of yes. 45 minutes in when you realize you've just been discussing uh, like the Sorcerer's Apprentice live action movie for 45 minutes for no reason. <laughs> I mean, we, uh-huh. Tanner, you and I recorded an entire episode of this podcast and we got to the end and realized that QuickTime had died on you. We had to re-record the whole thing. So we just hopped yeah. back in the recording. That must have been early because I don't even remember that episode. I always have at least if I have two monitors, it's great. If I only have one monitor, I'm always jumping back. I need to be looking at the Audacity wave files, making sure that like okay, they're not too bad. It hasn't stopped recording. It hasn't broken because like my anxiety would destroy me otherwise. So I feel like that. my my Audacity so is like open in a monitor somewhere, and I'm like, oh, is there blue happening? Okay, cool. We're we're good. We're safe. <laughs> I feel that. I need, yeah, I need to be able to look at the waveforms happening, but I can't see mm-hmm. them all the time because if I if I see it, sometimes it just turns into an extraneous window in my brain. And there have been a few times where I move to close it and I go, wait, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been podcasting now for, oh, holy crap. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, five years, three for five years, six years now. We started, me and Cassie started Let's Steal a Podcast in like 2018, I want to say. So, uh, yeah, I have been like podcasting regularly doing different podcasts for five years now. I I think I also started in 2018. Yeah. And so did you, Christina. (laughs) I was, yeah, I was early 2018. Yeah, 2018 babies. Yeah, class of 2018. Uh-huh. Hooray. I remember that because I started podcasting before I started transitioning. So it was like my, me and, and Cassie, who's who's also my girlfriend, called that first podcast we did together her force femming me because by the end of it, I had a different name, different pronouns. <laughs> Everything had changed. Yeah. Oh, look, the same happened to me. I mean, not not as drastically, because I only <laughs> changed pronouns, and the, the, the pronouns made the rest of me make sense. But I... you're, you're valid. I've gone, I think in podcasts, I didn't start he, him in a podcast, I was already they, them, but I went from they, them to she, her during the podcast. Nice. Yeah, it was, I guessed it on another person's podcast, and he asked me what pronouns I want to be introduced by, and I said, oh, I go by he, him, but I really don't care. And then while I was talking about the, po- like, stuff on the podcast in my head, I'm thinking, but why don't I care? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, three months later, I'm getting drunk for the first time in my life at Ooh. a New Year's party. <laughs> Baby! Oh, Tanner. Oh, yeah, Baby. I remember this. Where also the restaurant manager was one of the guys I had a crush on in high school. And I'm... Baby! <laughs> three drinks and like, oh my god, it's you! I turned to my friends while I was still standing there. I wanted to climb him like a tree. Also, I think Jesus. I'm non-binary. <laughs> They're like, wow, that, that's great. Good for you. And then I had no hangover the next day. So kids, that's oh, the that's... trick. If, if, you yeah, want, no. if you want to be free of a hangover, trans your gender. <laughs> 
drink water. One, were you drinking water? It could have been that. I didn't drink water, but I demanded they take me to an all night Seven Eleven so I could get ice cream. There's water and ice cream, I guess. And five years later, here we are. Anyways, you want to talk about Glee? Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Podcast. I'm just a guest. You brought. You have brought me here tonight. <laughs> we have gathered this midnight society to talk about Glee. We it's really have. somewhere. Hey, hey, y'all! Welcome, welcome to Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we invite someone to watch Glee, and then we watch the episode, and we message the guest who has already said they've seen Glee, and say, "I'm so sorry that we made you watch Glee." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then I say, "No, it's fine. I've seen it." And then. Hours before go, oh no, I watched the wrong episode, and then I actually haven't seen it. It's, That's it's Glee! Truly, <laughs> you never know what to expect. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm Tanner, and yes, this is Real Chinchilla. <laughs> I'm Christina, and anyone who's engaged to me should come to the auditorium. <laughs> and to this week, we have a genuine disco guest spurt. It's uh-huh. Fabby! Hello, it's me. I also go by my different gendered persona of a bear. Uh, uses bear bear pronouns. Hell yeah. Kinda I was about joke. to ask if bear is a gender, <laughs> but like, obviously. It's my middle name. I have used bear bear pronouns in, in the past. Although she, her works just as fine. Okay, duly noted. <laughs> I was trying to do a, a unique thing, and I didn't. Th- I didn't think of. No one told me I had to come with bits. I didn't. I didn't do homework. <laughs> I didn't prepare. It's okay. No one does homework on Glee. <laughs> this I is mean, true. They do Glee homework. They explicitly do Glee homework. They do homework for their Glee cub, and that's it. They talk about it in this episode that we watched. Look, Glee homework's not real homework. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. We're obviously we're gonna get into the episode. <laughs> I mean you might think this podcast we're yelling coherently, but sometimes it coheres. Um but first because Fabby, because you're a first time guest, here's here here's the only like actual like real bits we do with guests mm-hmm. is we ask you what your history is with Glee, both the TV show and the extracurricular. My history with Glee the TV show is that I think I caught season one as it was airing. And I was like, oh, this this seems pretty great. And then season one, part two, when that it was airing, I was like, oh, it's not as good. And then it kind of, I think I kept watching all on to part of season three. I wasn't, I didn't get this far. I definitely finished season two and some of season three. But at that point, I had just like lost interest. I think... Yeah, or maybe it was season two. I think by the point they did like a Beatles episode, I no longer cared. That's oh, Beatles is season five. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I had my time all messed up then. I definitely didn't see season three then. Okay. 
That's, that's, which is weird because, like, I do feel like a lot of people started dropping off around season three, which is unfortunate because I feel like season three is the season that, like, comes together the best and is the strongest Mm -hmm. as a whole unit. In my opinion, you could almost entirely excise this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I recognize everyone, so it's like, oh, I know all these characters. Even the the newer-ish ones, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I, I definitely started the season. But like, I definitely had never seen this episode before. And I had heard of Unique and everything about them. And like, but no, I hadn't seen any of it. I think I, I might have seen some Glee Project episodes one time while, ha- while capsuling oh, no. for someone. Yeah. So I I, I knew... I, I knew Alex Newell from that and some of the other future characters, current act, current characters. But like, I saw the movie. Did you all see the movie? Did you, you the, see the, the concert, concert movie? movie? Yeah, yeah, I saw the Glee 3D concert movie in theaters. Yeah, same. I don't know. Don't we deserve a high five for that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Solidarity? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We were both in pain. Glee's so weird, because I think I tried going back to it, and y'all have done this more recently. I tried going back to it, and I remember being like, season one, the first half of season one's amazing, perfect. And I remember going back to it and going like, oh, this is not that good. I This doesn't yeah. hold up as much as I think it, as I thought it did. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the music holds up. I think, like, even, like, the music in this episode, I did not have a problem with a single thing in the music in this episode. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, I like... I'm sure there are there are clunkers, but it like overall because I remember some. But like I feel like if one thing of Glee that probably holds up is the music, and there's some jokes that still hit. But I don't think. Uh, I mean, I'm already getting into the thing. Uh, I I don't <laughs> think the the character beats the drama holds up. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. When you reach the heights, don't remember when when Rachel had crush on Mr. Schuster and that was a whole thing for like several episodes? Regrettably, yes. There was just one episode, it just felt like it went on forever. Was it? Uh, Y'all have been through it, I don't remember. (laughs) And like, okay, so Glee the extracurricular activity is harder because I grew up in Mexico. Uh, We didn't have a Glee club. I was part of a theater troupe as a teen. Nothing to do with school. There was just a local theater troupe that I was part of, and they had musical theater. So, nice. like, as a, yeah, as a teen, we did, like, you know, the classics, like, Grease, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, a mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alice in Wonderland musical, which is a thing. I was huh. a four. Yeah, I know of that one. I have yeah. not listened to that in ages. I stumbled across it because I was like, is there an Alice in Wonderland musical? And like, yep, here it is. She's got to go through a yeah. bunch of doors to like her pest uh-huh. cells or something. I, I was a <laughs> rapping door. I was a doorknob that rapped. I'm sure you were a very good rapping doorknob. I, yeah. I remember being annoyed because I was the only person that didn't get to sing live. Because uh, there was a puppet and a whole thing. So my stuff was pre-recorded. I don't know why I was annoyed about that, but I remember being like, oh, I don't get to do it live like everyone else. I'm sorry. You know, okay, but I, I can relate I like, to that. I was like 14 or whatever. I, uh... 
I can relate to that because when I was in, finally got into the musical in my senior year, it was Oliver, and I was Oliver's grandpa, who's the only character in the musical who does not sing a song. <laughs> and so my, the director was like, Tanner, you're a great singer, and they're like, you should, if you practice more, you'll be great. I'm like, okay, but you did, and I, I told this to her, like, not immediately, I was like, but you did put me as the only non-singing role in the musical. Like, I thought you were trying to tell me something. No, it's just like, the, everyone else was a little better. Like, you're still kind of new to this. Like, okay, and, uh, I trust you. I trust that there's nothing else going on, but it's going to take you a minute to rewire my brain to determine that this is not some kind of secret message to stop singing. God. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was my, my time with musical theater. Not Glee Club, per se, but, you know, close enough. Yeah, they probably had a better time than the kids in Glee did. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to Escenario Azul and the Blue Dancers. This is the names of the the theater company and the dance troupe that was part of it as well. Yeah, nice. And speaking of dancing, mm-hmm. let's. We should be doing it. We should be dancing. We should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing on your back? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Also, <laughs> sleeping. Um, I have another question about this song, but first I have to wait for the dang numbers to load. <laughs> so we can tell people who's responsible for this episode. I think I need a phone Firefox and tell them that my Firefox is broken. Oh no, Firefox. I need to start giving it, like, pigs in a blanket like that one lady in England. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I saw a video on YouTube and it's this lady who, like, she goes to her door and, like, two of her cats are there and also, like, seven foxes. And she opens the door so the cats can get in and the foxes are standing there. And she just starts tossing, like, pigs in a blanket out to the foxes. And they all, like, each grabs one, then leaves, and grabs one, then leaves. Well, that's very organized. <laughs> yep. Okay, what is... This is episode 16 mm-hmm. of season 3, Saturday Night Gleaver. It was directed by Bradley Baker and written by Matthew Hodgson. I don't know anything about those men. It aired on April 17th, 2012. God. Sorry, sorry. 2012. I just... <laughs> like, I had separated my brain with the actual date that this show aired. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. was like, oh, it aired in my past. And I was like, yeah, no, 2012. Uh, I know, right? No, you can you can continue. I'm just having an existential crisis in the corner. Ah, we do that every month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it starts with Blaine in the, a class of some manner with Mike uh-huh. and Brittany, which raises a lot of questions because mm-hmm. Mike is a senior, Blaine is uh-huh. a junior, and Brittany's a Brittany. So either Blaine and Brittany were both <laughs> managed to be smart enough to get a grade ahead in this class, uh-huh. or Mike is bad enough in this class to be held back in it. Maybe it was just like a, I think like one of those like mandatory classes they make you take like mm-hmm. government. Leadership. Or leadership, and yeah. Mike and Brittany just haven't taken it until now. And Blaine is taking it now because this is his first year at the school. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? He's bored, and so he decides mm-hmm. to he decides to imagine a musical number into existence, and it is You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe so. They just dance through the halls. Yeah. But I have I have a question, Blaine. Who is this woman you're singing about? <laughs> uh, Blaine confirmed secret bisexual. Oh, he cuffs his jeans. It's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not gonna lie, that when they're walking down the hall and Blaine has like Mike on one, like holding Mike by the waist and holding Brittany by the other waist, I was like, oh, 
Nice. Yeah. No mood. <laughs> Respect. It. It really. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Being bisexual, I mean, we've said being yeah. bisexual is valid. Unless you're dating yeah. Rachel, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> the music meister himself mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. I, ha- I had to throw that in because I was thinking about that. He sure was a villain in the Arrowverse. It's true. Actually, te- if you want to get real technical, this episode is both music meisters because we also get archive footage of when Neil Patrick Harris was in this. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, Here's some, some, yeah. some, hang on, I gotta go quickly edit the Glee Wiki so that people know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good number. Like it's the music, I fine. like. The, I like the Bee Gees. How, how do we feel about the Bee Gees in this room? Mm-hmm. The Bee Gees. I like the Bee Gees, and I think they do the Bee Gees justice. Yeah. 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 Not until Brian David Gilbert, someone did the Bee Gees this much justice. That's true. <laughs> I, I absolutely. <laughs> Maybe maybe this year for Halloween, Brian can do a duet with Darren Chris. I think his star's uh, high enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but is is Darren star high enough? Anyways, uh, I don't know. Darren <laughs> Darren just kind of does whatever he wants now. It's like yes, he'll he'll play Andrew Cunanan in, in the Ryan Murphy show, but also he'll do voices for Transformers and Trece. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, on, honestly, like I, I know, I know it's a kind of like a weird subject, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Darren Chris showed up on Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Although I feel like Dimension Twenty is more of his, yeah. more of his vibe. <laughs> I, Dimension Twenty is more like the theater kid, whereas Critical Role is more like the the literature kid. Yeah, the li- yeah, a bunch of nerds over there. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. This is a safe space. We're all nerds here. <laughs> I'm not. I've never been a nerd in my life. Dude, don't you dare! I'm gonna send Brennan my alpha test for my Glee tabletop system. I'm gonna say, <laughs> hey, find Darren Chris. He's he's probably in the same city as you. Just find him in the streets. <laughs> just just put a piano out in front of your building, and he'll appear and play. Exactly. I, I don't know, Sweet Caroline or something. Do, do like a bat signal for Darren Chris, but it's a like... bow tie. Yeah, it's a bow tie. He hates in the bow middle ties. Of the Dark Knight. Clean made him hate yeah. bow ties. Oh no! <laughs> you hold one up, and he hisses like a vampire. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a bow tie. It's the th- it, it's the thing he hates the most, like Batman. He other people will know they will fear it, just, <laughs> just as he did. Criminals will balk at the sight of a bow tie because they're a superstitious yeah. and cowardly lot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I if if I'm putting this show more after rails than it usually is, I apologize. Oh no! There are good. no rails. We're multi-track drifting. Good. <laughs> But I will say, um, we're only off topic just because it's not until next season that Blaine becomes Nightwing. So, mm-hmm. God, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about, and it scares me. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> we transition from the the mind space to the real space mm-hmm. as they mm-hmm. perform the number for real in front of their friends, and only Will and Joe, the Christian dreadlock boy, are enjoying it. And yeah. when they finish, Blaine is like, well, I just found out that Nationals has a vintage theme where everything has to be uh, 66% vintage. So I thought, why not do some disco? What's more high energy than disco? You're not wrong, but also... Yeah. Well, 
There's, there's some higher energy disco stuff, I feel. Case in point flashback. <laughs> this just delights Will Schuster immensely because when mm. he was in high school, he and his glee club went to nationals and won by performing disco music. And then we get a flashback to, I think their name was like the Sing-Sations or something, which was yeah. Will's high school choir. And we, f- we track somebody who doesn't look a single whit like Matthew Morrison <laughs> through their performance of That's the Way I Like It. So... You'll know this for sure because y'all have been watching. This comes sober and over and over again, right? Because that—that's what I was thinking about. There's an episode in season one where he talks about them. He tries to get them all to perform disco in front of in front of the school, and I thought that was the episode we we're gonna be watching. I don't know why, but I thought that was the <laughs> disco episode. No, well, so so I understand correctly. They show footage from the same scene back in that season episode mm. because the pilot was supposed to have a flashback that they filmed and then didn't include oh the episode mm-hmm. of Will's mm-hmm. last performance in his high school glee club. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then they've just repurposed that a few times. Like, I think we see more of that footage show up in the last episode, too. Yeah. Huh. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. But reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, it is, it's still kind of weird they went to Nationals on Disco set list. Yeah. Because it was I'm, a different time. I'm pretty sure it was the 90s. This I'm was in the sure 90s. <laughs> the roaring 90s. I don't know. Wasn't there like a 90s, like, not revival, but like, yeah, like a 90s revival of Disco. Wasn't Disco like popular for like a weekend in the 90s? I would not know. I was not conscious. <laughs> there was There was 70s nostalgia, but I don't think Disco was included in that. Because, like, if you go back and watch that mm-hmm. 70s show, there's, like, everything but disco in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also weird when 90s saw a Grease nostalgia, so we had nostalgia for the nostalgia for the 50s. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unfo- yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the entire Glee Club has decided to be homophobic because they declared <laughs> that the only problem with the disco set list is that disco sucks! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all have performed show tunes for three years. I don't... I don't see what the big difference is. I'm the difference is Will Schuster. Yeah. Ah. But it, it is truly a pot kettle moment. Yeah. Yeah. We then cut them back to the classroom where everybody is supposed to be doing glee practice, but they're just like sitting and hanging out while mm-hmm. Will has an entire set of like art mannequins that he has taped the kids' faces on. And he is moving them around a little a little mock-up stage to, like, figure out blocking. And I'm like, William, you have the kids here. You can just make them stand in places. <laughs> that feels, like, way too expensive. No wonder this club... No wonder this club never, like, it makes its profit or whatever, like... It's oh, it's blood in, money. In, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> you have time to bring the, like... You had these. You had these. And you're like, oh, yes, no, I'm just going to. This way you're visualizing. But like, you can just you can just write it down. They've been doing this for three years. They know what blocking is. Yeah. I've, I found a wooden marionette with my face on it in my teacher's <laughs> office. I would leave the city. <laughs> yeah. What if you did leave the city and then you turn to the passenger side and the marionettes there looking at you. No. No. <laughs> I've seen that MST3K movie. I'm not I'm not going to live it. <laughs> As Will is playing with his mannequins of his students, mm-hmm. he gets an internal monologue that he's concerned about this, about the graduating seniors. 
And he's like, Finn has talent, but no self-esteem. Mercedes has talent, but no vision. Excuse you. And Santana has ambition, but no vision. And I'm like, mm, only one of those is true. <laughs> I would argue none of them are true. It's the, like, y'all are the experts, so let me know if I'm wrong. But I, if I remember correctly, this is the the glee problem that every every episode needs to have, like, a team or a problem or a thing that all the characters are experiencing and through the power of song they're going to overcome and uh, be be happy with themselves and and fix their life until the next Glee problem happens in the next episode. Literally, yes. Yeah. You hit it on and the head. today it's about dreams. Sometimes it's more like they'll focus on a, like a handful or two or three characters mm-hmm. and then everyone else just gets kind of like swept along in the subplot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a yep. very concise summary of Glee. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Fabby. Yeah, I do my best. Yeah, th- this is why I like High School Musical, the musical, the series, is that because nobody solves their problems on that show, they just go out <laughs> the way to create more problems for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, so after Will takes a break to nag his students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In his head, I guess. Yeah. No, he'll do it out loud soon enough. Yeah. Um, but we, we do cut to, like, people talking about stuff. And the, the important thing for Santana's own personal subplot is her declaration that she just wants to be famous and she does not care how it happens. And she just wants people to know her name. Th- this will unfortunately be important mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. Because there's another lesson being taught here? Yeah. Question mark? Is there? Yeah. Is there? The writers sure think so. Yeah. <sighs> Ryan Murphy didn't write this, but he definitely had a hand in it. He's sitting in the writer's room. He like, had two hands in his it. Cat going, hmm, yes. Two hands, Tell me more. A knee, a shoulder. Now I'm just picturing like Ryan Murphy trying to like fit himself into the mixing bowl <laughs> that is this episode. Yes. He's like, but what if there were some serial killers? Nah, that's American Horror Story and Scream Queens. <laughs> <laughs> what if the boys took their shirts off? Oh yeah, no, that's more. Actually, that probably was Ryan Murphy. He enters, he enters the filming thing, and it's like we need a close up on Finn's chest that he puts that gold chain on. Yes, yes, Ryan oh, likes that. Also, a thing that having this first scene when I was watching it is me looking at Puck and going, "Wait, you're still here? Aren't you like fifty four at this point?" Yeah, Puck's like forty seven. Like, yep. I I would assume he would have graduated by now. Puck is not long for Glee. <laughs> Yeah. Or this world. <coughs> cough, cough. This shit. <laughs> I was wondering how quickly we were going to go dark in the Glee show. I mean, Glee we, podcast. We, we have a standing disclaimer. It's like, we know all the bullshit shit that's happened. We're not going to get yes. into it uh-huh. because otherwise the episode would be three hours long. But then we inevitably uh-huh. end up getting into it anyway. Yeah. So how how about them Glee kids, huh? How about them? Um, yeah. So we Sue. the Glee they suck. They're terrible. They're awful. Sue is here <laughs> to tell Will that they he doesn't know what he's doing, and he has been out of ideas since Madonna Week. So it's time to assign a famous album. Rumors was a rating smash. So just do it again. Yeah. I can't tell how much self aware this bit is. I can't tell if they know. This bit, at least, was extremely self-aware. This is like, hello, viewers. Do you remember when Glee had previous episodes? Here's some of them now. This is just like that. And you liked that one. Therefore, you will like this one. Please? (laughs) Anyway, Sue's big idea is that they cover the entire Saturday Night Fever soundtrack this week. 
because the kids hate disco, but they love swag. And she says, let's do a contest. But first. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. first. Oh, isn't the here where we get a montage of them loving swag? Yes. Yes. And Neil Patrick Harris is here. Oh, yeah. It was the jean jackets, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Breadsticks. Mattresses. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids love free things, and so do this I. This is true. Yeah. Free healthcare. God, I wish. Yeah. Uh, Buy and pay for my telescope. Or not, I guess. No, sorry, no, I just entered a fugue crap. state because we might be losing <laughs> ours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Quick, <laughs> quick, let's get out of reality and into Glee for the time being. Yeah, I'm sure nothing bad will happen this episode. This episode won't deal with uh, transgender issues at all, I'm sure. Speaking of which. Sp- speaking of which, it's time It's time to Glee to, for Glee to finally trans their gender. We get <laughs> Alex Newell enters... Mm-hmm. In very plain clothing, very shrinking mm-hmm. violet type. As Kurt and Mercedes are talking at their locker about, like, oh, Mercedes, you should go to school in New York so that you can hang out with me and Rachel and probably Santana or Quinn. <laughs> and then, y'all, when when Alex Newell showed up on screen, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's Alex Newell! And I scared my cat. <laughs> it's her! I was I was very excited, and then I was like, "Oh wait!" But that means all the other baggage of uh, Unique comes. <laughs> Unique, a great character who I love, and the worst thing about her is the fact that she is on Glee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I told you all that after watching this episode, I was just watching like both highlight compilations, performances, and also like fan camps of Unique. And mm. yeah, this show sure put them through a lot. Fabi, have you seen the, they did a Wicked concert special about a year and a half ago and Alex no. Newell got to sing in it. No. Alex Newell sang I Popular. Shit, I should, I should, I should look that up. It's very good. That. Highly recommend. Yeah. There's also, I think it was with the Los Angeles Gay Men's Choir um, video out there of Alex singing the only black girl in the, in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and and so so we're at this point. So now we're gonna say so. Alex Newell's character's birth name is Wade, but almost exclusively they go by the name Unique. Mm-hmm. Emily, mm-hmm. I've, I've written this note down, but also this is one of those times you can put in Unique from the song, um, and also just so truly wherever you see fit in this episode. Unique is what you are. Alex has referred to Unique with both she and they pronouns, and Alex I think uses mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, boats their float. Yeah, I believe Alex identifies both as gender non-conforming, gender fluid, and also a gay man. So that's incredibly yeah. valid. Yes. Alex Newell got so much gender that they helped Vanessa Valenti's figure out that they also had so, so much gender. So much gender. <laughs> just like, just giving like mugs of gender to anyone who needs it. <laughs> Steaming hot mug of gender. You know, you know those like the soda machines where you can mix and match to make your own custom swamp water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you get a tornado of gender, right? Exactly. You just you just put the cup in one of the one of the hoses, and you press all the buttons, and you move the cup along, and that's the gender. You know that one vine of the guy who hits all the things at the dispenser? Fuck you and chugs. That's yeah. That's how it be sometimes. <laughs> oh man welcome to gender talk <laughs> so Alex Newell is here Alex like, Newell is here 
Unique is here. I'm Wade Adams. I've seen every performance that you, Kurt and Mercedes, have been in, except for West Side Story. I boycotted because you weren't Tony and Maria. And it's like, okay. I love this kid. I, like, I had not seen the character in action. I had just seen, like, heard about it. Mm-hmm. I immediately love, love this baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love them in the, in the unique, like, in the unique, not, not persona, but when they really are unique. And, like, are mm-hmm. truly themselves mm-hmm. and herself. But, like, this, like, meek baby fan, fan like, fangirl moment is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, unique as a character for the next two seasons of the show after this as well. And mm-hmm. we really get to see, like, a synthesis between the, the real and the persona into just a fully formed being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's great to watch. Because it's mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. you're seeing Alex come into their own as well. Absolutely. Mm. And then outgrow Ryan Murphy. And just <laughs> literally, probably literally bust the door down as soon as Glee was over. Like, bye! Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I, I heard uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist needs someone. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, bye. Exactly. Well, that, that was a few years later. Because they're, like, doing features on songs. They're doing Broadway mm-hmm. stuff. They were, I oh, think, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Ushkowitz, who plays Tina, sought them out to be in Once on This Island when she produced the revival. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that Jenna produced it. Yeah, she's a Broadway producer now. Hell yeah. And where is Leo Michelle? In hell. I mean, what? But yeah, it was like, yeah. Midway through season five, when they decide to dump all the high school kids and move to New York for eight episodes, Alex just like storms out there like, okay, goodbye. I'll come back when you need me to sing Macklemore. Otherwise, I do not want any part of this. <laughs> and we love him I'll, for I'll it. come back when you have another trans character and, and then you invite me for the one episode and I show up to talk about trans issues, I guess. Are you are you guessing or do you know the truth? Because that's literally what happens. I, I know that's what happened. Okay. Huh, I, like I told cool. you, I saw a completion <laughs> with Beast? Mr. Beast? Coach Beast. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! No! Yeah, it's Mr. Mr. Beast. Those two they, they're giving all the money away. Yeah, Coach Beast. Coach Beast in his journey. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, Coach Beast, who is played just by a butch woman, and so th- yeah, I, mixed I was feelings. wondering that. I got mixed feelings about that, but that's also not till season six, and it's like yeah. I know you just did this for clout, but like, why not just get a real trans person? Yeah, get get, get a new character. You can have a new character anyway. Could have been Coach Beast's love interest, even. Yeah. Oh God, we're great. Yeah. Make notes for when I reboot the show. When I break into Ryan's house and steal the rights, because that's probably where, that's how rights work. I'm sure they keep them, keep them in a box, like Pandora. Yeah. Uh... Back in the current episode of Glee, Unique has come to Kurt and Mercedes, who are her idols, to ask mm-hmm. for advice and confidence and support in wearing a dress and heels for Vocal oh. Adrenaline's regionals, which is this coming Saturday. And we also learn mm-hmm. that. Jesse St. James is Vocal Adrenaline's new coach. I'm sure this will go great. But the odd thing about the fla- the flash, we flash over to a training session. Yes. Where Jesse's yeah. like mean coach yelling yeah. at them. And he's like, we're a unit and everyone sings together. And it's like, last time you were here, you said that Vocal Adrenaline picks one person and then builds the performance around them. And also, that's literally what happens in the number we see Vocal Adrenaline perform anyways. Yeah. So what's the truth, yeah, Jesse? I, 
I was gonna say, does that mean like they just did a different number than what they had trained? Like, did Unique like convince everyone like, oh, we're gonna do a completely different number where I sing, and everyone was like, yeah, no, you're really good. I guess we'll do that. How wild would it be if vocal adrenaline, like if someone different was originally slated to to perform a solo, and then Unique was like, hi, I want to perform this number as myself, and the, and the students were like, hell yeah. And they didn't tell Jesse. <laughs> I mean, something like that must have happened, right? Because the other option is that Unique was going to perform as Mask, but the entire number would be the same. Which would just be wild. Yeah. Just raises too many questions. Anyways, but yeah, so Wade, Wade tells them that's like, I want to do it in a dress and heels because ever since I was little, I had this different person. The real me, I call her Unique. And she's like, we get a retake of the entrance and it's like, it's mm-hmm. me, unique, mm-hmm. I'm amazing, this is real chinchilla, unless you're going to throw a slushy at it, then it's fake. I am the love <laughs> child of Kurt and Mercedes somehow, uh, which just, tw- again, it's ties into the, it ties into the theory that all these new kids are just the kids of the Glee kids from the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though we're, we're currently yeah. missing Brittany and Santana's daughter Vanessa, because or Brittany and Santana's yeah. daughter Sugar. Because yeah. the actress Vanessa was contractually restricted from appearing in tribute episodes, which is a weird clause in a contract. Yeah. Um, what? That yeah. feels targeted harassment. <laughs> yeah. What? And also, the, the Blaine and Kurt's son from the future, Damien, who's the Irish boy from Glee Project, he is not allowed because he didn't know how to dance yet in this point in time, so he probably would have fallen over and shattered his hip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Damien. <laughs> Sorry, Not Damien. that you're listening, Damien, but... you're great now, but this is 10 years ago and you couldn't dance for shit. Yeah, because he was like 19. <laughs> what up? I'm Damien at 19 and I never learned how to dance. <laughs> is, it t- is it time for night fever? I think so, because the, like, the unique scene ends on Wade saying like, so do you think I should do dress in heels? And Kurt Mercedes is like, uh, and then the, they cut to commercial because it's like, we, we will tell you the answer later. Who cares? It's disco time. Yeah. It's disco time. It's... It turns out that there is a giant plexiglass dance floor that has been loaned from Sue Sylvester's private collection mm-hmm. in the center. You know she has had sex in that. Oh, God. Don't make me think about that, Fabby. You know it's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. They hated her for speaking the truth. Yeah, ba- ba- Bear's right. It, it, <laughs> that's a sex floor. Uh. That's a sex floor. I just wanted us all to be in agreement that that's a sex floor. Did we now know the answer to what you doing on your back? <laughs> what you doing on the back? It's also apparently the actual dance floor that from Saturday Night Fever. Like, they got the actual piece huh. of the set to use. That's wild. Glee was huge for a while, so I, I yeah. guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, yep. They performed in the White House. Yeah. They did. They had an entire episode of MasterChef de- dedicated to them. Wild. We should watch that, Tanner. <laughs> they also had one of, like, Cupcake Wars or something, I remember. Oh, maybe it was Cupcake Wars. Yeah, there's an episode where they, like, the big thing is you have to make a cupcake display for the set of Glee, and then the, the Glee kids eat from it. Or I dreamt this, I don't know. No, I think we might we might both be half right. It might be a cupcake-themed episode of MasterChef. Cupcake Wars, be. Cupcake Champions episode from 2012. Hell yeah. Fabby wins. Fabby wins at Glee. Trivia. <laughs> I get to leave. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to talk about the rest Go. of the Get out while you can. <laughs> at some point, Sue refers to Finn as Teen Solomon Grundy. 
And this is two Batman <laughs> episode refer- Batman references in a row for the episodes. And so, like, someone on the writer's staff had an agenda of some kind. <laughs> Finn, born on a Tuesday. <sighs> More importantly, the winner of the they're gonna have a dance off, and the winner will win a replica of Travolta's suit made by uh, expert Viennese tailors. And then we just cut to Becky. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It, yeah. And they do the song Night Fever, and it's it's a very just dance music number. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's just dance lore? What? Yeah. Apparently there's like continuity between like all huh. of the just dance videos and the characters who appear in there. And there's a YouTube channel that traces like their interconnected histories through the games. And this there's like a, ser- a series Bible at the just dance headquarters. Huh. Well, fuck Lee. I'm going to watch that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just dance lore. I also I also put a just dance sequence in my Glee fanfic when I was writing it because that's how they taught Damien how to dance. <laughs> it's also sung by Joe the Christian Dreadlock Boy because they're like shit shit we got to give this guy some guy something to do. We put him in the show and then didn't think of anything for him to do other than have dreadlocks. Yeah, it's kind of looking like Tarzan. Like who? Tarzan. Oh, Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, the bear accent gets in the way sometimes. I almost thought that's what you said, but I thought it also you also could have said Tarsum, like d- the director. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is a character that I don't know because I have a very limited scope of media knowledge, apparently, which happens quite frequently on this podcast. Right. So it's like, cool, you know who you're talking about. I don't, I'm just going to vibe with it. It's ironic that, uh, that Samuel Larson had left the show and cut his hair before they did the episode where they have a musical number where everyone is dressed in loincloths. <laughs> oh god not looking forward to that and with sam does a body roll <laughs> yeah everyone gets their own little dance solos and my note here was where's quinn is diana filming <laughs> i am number four right now <laughs> okay okay i assume she had left the show i was like well i guess quinn's not here anymore quinn's not dead <laughs> allegedly quinn's dead <laughs> this is after she died but she'll be alive again next week yeah <laughs> she came down with a case of the fuckets <laughs> We actually, we do see Quinn in, like, the marionette scene at the beginning, and that's mm-hmm. all we see of her, and she has no lines. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, yeah. I miss her. And, like, Puck has, like, very little lines. There's a lot of characters are... Yeah. I think this is starting to become Glee Bloat, right? Yeah. Because, like, from what I understand, there's gonna be more characters and more and more. We've reached the limit of characters this season. But yeah, because next season, a bunch of people graduate, and so they introduce the new characters, but they they couldn't pull the trigger and get rid of the old characters. Yeah. So we yeah. have a cast of, like, 24 people. Yeah. Yeah. All the trolls and their dance ancestors. Anyways, uh, Finn only knows the point. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, sweetie. At the end, Will and Sue announce the... They announce the winners of the dance-off, who are... Santana, Mercedes, and Finn, who looks absolutely gobsmacked that he won. (laughs) And then it just cuts to Will trying to do an intervention, because he's just gathered them here today in his history classroom to get them to express what their dreams for the future are, but they have to specifically live up to his dreams for them. And Mercedes is like, this was a scam! (laughs) Yeah. One day, there will be grown-ups who understand... That pressuring kids into defining their life at the age of 18 makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, okay, I just wanted to check. We're all in agreement that he only chose Santana 
uh, Mercedes and Finn because he had already plans to try to give them interventions. And yes. This is an excuse yes. to yeah. have them be the finalists. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We can continue. I think I think they actually say that in the text. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Mercedes even flat out says, "Where does Mister Shu get off on telling me how to have a dream?" And. <sighs> He challenges them that, like, you'll have to sing a, sing a solo this week, and it has to be about what dream you want to have, and then you have to talk to the entire class about what dream you have. And also, it has to be a song from Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And Mercedes says that, like, look, I have a dream. I want to be famous. I want to be a recording artist. I just don't know how to get there. Yeah, which is fair. She's a high school student. Yeah. 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 She also, she sings Disco Inferno and fucking rips. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds She's always amazing. incredible. Yeah. This is where I put in my notes, what can't she sing? Yeah. She does like a dance in the hallway with Santana and Brittany mm. as backup. She gets a dress, she gets like a wardrobe change into a great dress. It's very funny that like, she's like wearing her casual clothes and Santana and Brittany wearing their cheerleaders outfits. And then she gets the fancy dress, and they're still wearing their cheerleader outfit. I was like, oh, you didn't get outfits for them? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And as she's performing, it's great. Everyone's enjoying it. And we see a couple times in the background, Sam Evans, noted Mercedes uh-huh. Jones stan, is secretly recording this on his cell phone. Uh-huh. He sure is making faces while recording it, but I think that's just him. I think he just makes faces. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then at the end... Mercedes like, Mr. Shu, I know exactly what I want to do with my life. I just don't know how to get there. I don't know, like, how to get to LA, find a recording artist, manager, all that stuff, and I'm scared, and my dad is a dentist who thinks I'm being unreasonable, so. Yeah, no, all fair fears. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she just kind of bounces. And before she does, we have to mention that when Mercedes is like, I don't know how to, like, I want to be famous, but I do not, I literally do not have the knowledge or the connections of how to to mm-hmm. get a recording contract and a manager who won't try to screw me over. And Rachel Berry is like, oh, it's okay, Mercedes, you should just move to New York with me because I'm moving Aww. to New York regardless of whether or not Finn is coming with me. <laughs> I hate Rachel. Yes, correct. correct. You're a good that, that's all, we can continue. And uh, <laughs> as everyone is like, Mercedes, you are literally so talented. She says, she gets the line, I'm cream in here, but what if out there I'm just skim milk? <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is like, like a cre- yeah, because weird metaphor, because but it works. <laughs> Will, no, it's because Will. I think Will is the one that says like cream rises to the top. Very like rise up by your bootstraps, the best will rise. Whatever. Uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah, here, but like out there in the real world, I don't know. I'm just a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with this episode, is that Will's like, you kids don't have any dreams, and so I have to force you guys to pick a dream. But then by the end, all he's accomplished is like, all he's taught them is, if, as long as you can dream it, you can do it. And But they're all like, <laughs> but how? How do... Yeah. Well, the, can you teach me they how to rent an apartment in LA and find a manager? And he's like, you just got to have the gumption. Just gotta go in person and turn those resumes in in person. He sucks. You yes. gotta hit the pavement and make connections. He's such a bad teacher. Yeah. And like, I know the show like acknowledges he's a bad teacher sometimes, but then he's still the teacher and the show wants to go, no, he's imparting great wisdom here. I'd be glad that you were not on the episode that we had 
where Will Schuster yeah. tried to prove how good he was at being a Spanish teacher. Oh yeah, that's the one with Okay, Walter you know Mal- it, you know it. <laughs> no, Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin, yeah. Ah, Ricky, my love. Yeah. Uh I I don't know if I saw that or just saw clips, but yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Oh, God, this man. Ugh. This man, I hate him. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> It's also correct. Glee would be great if it weren't for Mr. Schutzer and and Rachel and all the other bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you got it. Glee would be so good if it was good. Yeah. Just take all the bad parts and just leave the good parts. We've solved it. Yay. Um, Check, please. So in the next scene, Kerr is telling Rachel that, like, the best way to resolve her fighting with Finn is if she actually goes to talk to him. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, if he wants my help, he can come to me. To which Kurt says, oh, that's a great way to start a marriage. Oh, yeah, because they're engaged, right? Yeah, they they're are. engaged. God. They're, they're about to get married and then Quinn died. <laughs> that's sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to specifically note, because I wrote it down, that Rachel says to Kurt... Finn called me selfish and self-centered. He can come talk to me first. (laughs) Yep, that's Rachel right there. God. And then while while she's being selfish and self-centered, we go over to Finn and Puck comes up to her and is like, Hey man, we need to do apartment hunting for LA and we can't have just one bedroom because that's confirmed gay. And uh, let me just quickly check AO3 here and they agree. Although Puck, (laughs) usually you're bunking with Kurt. That makes sense. Yeah. Truly, listen, Puckert had the fandom by the neck in season one. This is true. Yeah. But then the Finn says, like, he still doesn't know if he wants to go to L.A. or go to New York or stay in Lila and just rotate. And Puck's like, but you gotta come because I'm scared to go to L.A. on my own. He just wants a friend. He just wants somewhat. He wants to know one other person in this giant city. <laughs> he just yeah. wants a makeout buddy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Put some eyeliner on, you're gonna make so many friends. <laughs> and then Finn's like, scared? Scared? You're not scared. You can do anything. You've got, like, the school's record for car surfing. I would love to see that. I'm sure there's plenty of car surfing clips on YouTube. I I know what I'm doing after we finish recording. <laughs> cool stunts. And then Puck is like, okay, man, well, if you're not coming to Los Angeles with me, you at least gotta make your dream as big as you are, because you deserve it. And it just occurred to me that, like, two episodes ago, we already had the big, like, what's your dream conversation when they were all in the auditorium talking about, like, hey, what are you gonna live for? What's your big dream? He just wants to graduate. (laughs) Yeah. He also wants to get his dad changed to an honorable discharge. Right. Oh, that was that was mm. Finn. I was talking about Puck. Mm. Yeah. My bad. The, I'm just now th- also thinking about the fact that, like, after graduation, pretty much everyone's dreams, like, spin out. Puck truly has no idea what he's doing after he graduates. Finn mm. does not fulfill the dream that he states at the end of this episode. Um, who else? Santana dro- will, will be dropping out of college. Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh, Mercedes kind of. But, she like, her initially her, her album flops. It's okay. History will prove her right. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, that's that's the scene. It's just guys being dudes. So in, in the next part, Sue announces that she has a large portion of the school wiretapped, which makes sense for Sue. Yeah. And she's mad that Kurt and Mercedes are giving tips to the enemy. But when they clarify, like, exactly what they said, 
Zu was like, aha, actually, if Unique performs uh, in femme mode, then the, she will bomb, and therefore we must give her these fancy shoes. Yeah, like, hey, you know what you should do? You should you should tell this very this very gentle, very kind, very precious mm-hmm. trans kid to specifically dress as herself, because that way it will screw over your enemies because of Ohio homophobia. And you can't spell homophobia without Ohio. (laughs) At least in Glee. Yeah. Real world Ohio is, I'm sure, much better. Pretty sure Ohio just passed some sort of anti-trans spell, so Um. I don't know about that. Uh, Listen, podcasts are not admissible in court, so you should all just go burn down Republicans' houses. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah, uh, transgender athlete ban in Ohio. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah. Fuck you, Ohio. Yeah, f- fuck mm-hmm. off Ohio politicians that did that and the voters that supported it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't. I wasn't exaggerating. If if there are legislators trying to attack trans people, burn their houses down. Yeah. Anyways, um, disco, disco, yeah, disco. Yeah, rock climbing. <laughs> Santana <laughs> is singing. If I can't have you, I wanna want the baby. If I can't have you, I. <laughs> It's good. It's good. It's a good song. Yeah, it's Naya Rivera. It's not going to be bad. Exactly. And then Will just immediately writes some wild-ass fanfic about Santana's future. This reminded me so much of critiques in art school. Because it's like, (laughs) like you you do the work to, in Santana's case, put on this performance because the teacher Mm -hmm. is... Because your dumb teacher is concerned about what you're doing after high school. And so you just kind of do the work and you do your performance. And then they just kind of project onto what you performed. And all you kind of have to do is just stand there and say, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. And then you get an A. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, her outfit's great. Mm -hmm. Brittany is swooning. Yeah, I love these baby gays. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will is like, this was a great song that you sang about Britney, and I understand your dream now. You're gonna go to law school and fight for marriage equality. God, this liberal. I mean, I feel like Santana would be a great lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, she definitely could. I don't think but she has to. She's interested. <laughs> yeah, because because right now she's like, actually, this song was about my true mistress, Fame, and I can't live without Fame. I'm gonna live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly high. Mm-hmm. They have the remake of that on Tubi right now. Ooh. That sure is a movie. I haven't seen it yet. I intend. It leaves at the end of the month, I believe. So I'm going to have to watch that and be like, hmm, this sure is heterosexual. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember red boxing it years ago. So have fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will is like, Santana, a fame isn't something to just aspire to. And Santana immediately claps back. You're like, save the lecture for the theater nerds. We're going to starve in New York while desperately tapping to the chorus of Godspell. Everyone can stop to t- their hating because they all want to be famous too. I'm just certain that I will be. And then she says a racist joke, which is like, wow, I thought we'd move past this, but I guess not. It's Glee. <sighs> yeah. It does also highlight a thing where it's like, Yes, everyone in this club is pursuing fame, and they want to immediately jump into mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. like famous and well known. No one, no one in the glee club is going out to join a theater troupe. They're all just like, mm. "I'm immediately going to jump to the big leads, and then I'll be perfect." Like Finn, yeah. maybe you should join a theater troupe. Who knows? Maybe she'll join that in her big in her big queer freshman year at Yale. Yeah, I oh that uh, I did actually have her do that in my fanfic 
And I established <laughs> that by her reciting the monologue from Buffy when they did Death of a Salesman in the dream. Nice. But yeah, back to the toxic straits. Yeah. I got your tweet. Anyone who's engaged to me, come to the auditorium. God, this woman. <sighs> yeah, it's... This whole scene is just so dumb because for the last, like, eight or nine episodes, it's been Rachel Berry and also Finn. And in this one scene, Rachel is like, no, Finn, you're my home. I need to prioritize your dreams. What do you want to do? And if the answer isn't move to New York, I'm calling off the engagement. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget what they say exactly, but... They kind of make up and Finn is like, cool, do you need me for anything else or can I go back to class? And she's like, but I prepared a song for you to sing and or for me to sing an apology to you. And he's like, do we have a choice? And she just keeps talking and he says quietly, oh, no choice. It's like, sweethearts. Well, sweetheart, singular, break up. The song doesn't even make sense because... She sings How Deep Is Your Love, and really, it's Finn should be asking Rachel how deep her love is. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's too high for Leah Michelle to sing. Yeah, but that has never stopped her. It's never stopped her, ever, <laughs> even when it should have. She also does a vocal run at the end that sounds like ass. I, I just was like, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. And I just tuned out the rest of the musical number uh-huh. and caught up on my notes. Yeah. Honestly, no, you're right, because I was like, I love all the songs, and then I was like, oh, wait, I forgot this one's here. <laughs> like, it's fine, but it's definitely the weakest song in, in the whole episode. Yep. Yeah. And then we cut back to Santana's subplot, where everyone's staring at her. Artie and Homeless Bread are both there, I think, and they're Isn't like, wow, wait, is you he, show me- Is he Homeless Bread or Stoner Bread? I thought he was Stoner Bread. Right, he's st- well, the, the fandom referred to him as Homeless Brett for a while because Kurt once told him he smelled homeless, which isn't great. And then, no. yes, yeah, you're correct. Great. Yeah, that's not great. But you're correct, they did change it to Stoner Brett later on. But anyway, Stoner Brett and Artie are here to announce that they now have a new appreciation for the female form or something. Because Brittany released mm-hmm. a sex tape of her and Santana. Yeah. Yeah, and... You know the first thing I do when someone I know releases a sex tape? Uh, I watch it and then I tell them I have a new appreciation of their form. Yeah. That's a very normal thing you would do. It's... (sighs) Gross. It's just... It's called Two Girls, One Cat because Brittany (laughs) Brittany spliced the private sex (laughs) tape that she and Santana made with footage of her cat, Lord Tubbington doing household chores. And now, okay, the Lord Tubbington part is funny, I do have to admit. It's so cute! The Lord Tubbington part is so good. Lord Tubbington looks like a fat version of my cat. Which is, I was like, oh, that brings me joy. And then was like, wait, yeah. sex tape. I... Yeah, these two underage question marks? Okay, okay, Teenagers. so... <laughs> on the Glee Wiki, it says that because Brittany and Santana never got in legal trouble for this with their teachers, they, they were <laughs> be 18 at this point and i'm sitting here like that's not the issue at hand it's (laughs) it's not like like it wouldn't qualify as revenge porn because britney did this with no malice in her heart but it's not consensual no it's not consensual no definitely not and the show just completely glosses over it because britney was like yeah "Yeah, hey you know what all famous people have sex tapes so I should help my girlfriend become famous by releasing our sex tape. And I, look, 
if, if you want to make a sex tape on your own time, like, that's fine. But, like, if you're going to put it out into the universe, into the internet, even in 2012, you need to get everybody's permission involved. Consent! Yeah. Consent! Also, you know, same applies to nowadays, but nowadays yeah. people are more internet savvy, theoretically. Nowadays we're nowadays more internet savvy. Their, yeah, nowadays everyone just puts all their porn online and they, everyone consents and goes like, yeah, no, I did this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and so after that scene, we get, yeah, we're back to Finn. Um, oh yeah, there was an earlier scene where it's Will and Finn and Emma and Rachel in Emma's office. And she's like, here's some flyers for like scholarships you can still apply for and uh, schools that look like they'd fit in with what you've got and etc. And Finn is like, this is great. I'll definitely look at these. And then he leaves and he immediately dumps them in the trash. And then we come back to this. I had to, I had to look this up because I knew... I needed to double check who it was, and I was like, why do I have this image of a wrestler having a shirt that says, I'll make you famous? Uh, it was The Undertaker had a shirt that said, try me, I'll make you famous. And the idea of Britney wearing that shirt, like, oh yeah, I'll make you famous. <laughs> wearing The Undertaker, I'll make you famous shirt. Yeah, that's what Britney should have done after high school. She should have gotten into wrestling. Oh, yes! yeah. She has, she has the athletic ability for it? Yeah. God, Tanner, Brittany, and Lauren Zeiss's tag team. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Santana would be destroyed either way. I mean, Brittany would never raise a hand against Santana. No, I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> Lauren Zeiss has already destroyed Santana in single combat, and Santana would be like, oh my god, my girlfriend is wrestling, that's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed and destroyed. <laughs> Anyway, uh, girls do love girls who can put them in a headlock. I can confirm. Yeah. Okay. Finn. Finn doesn't Finn. know what he's doing with his life, and Will is here to berate Finn for having anxiety. Is what it boils yeah. down to for the next calendar year. Yeah. The scene is good acting for Corey. Like mm-hmm. Corey does a good job with the scene because it's like Finn is like, look, the only way in which I have ever felt successful is within the context of high school, within the context of Glee Club mm-hmm. and football, and. Will is like, that's not good enough! Watch this damn movie! It's just not... It's it's just a very bad, yeah, unfortunate it just, scene. It, it covers what I said earlier, where it's like, Will isn't actually helping Finn. He's just putting pressure... He's not, like, holding Finn's hand and helping him go through the these scholarships, because mm-hmm. that that's what he clearly needs. He's yelling at him and saying, you're just not trying hard enough. You need to watch yeah. this movie, and then you'll be the next John Travolta. Yeah. How does Will ever get anything in his life? He didn't get tenure when they had uh, tenure. Deus Ex Machina. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Murphy Ex Machina. And then we cut to the library, I think. Yeah. Oh, this is where Brett shows up. He says, you make a cat emptying the dishwasher look sexy. It's <laughs> a good line. It is. Like, it sucks that there's good lines <laughs> in this subplot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's also... Brittany, like, Brittany shows up like, okay, now we move on to phase two. Um, we need to get you on a reality show. I've seen how you keep your car so you can totally be on hoarders. <laughs> that delighted me. And also, you, or you could eat this bull testicle. It came as a pair, but I got hungry on the way here. It tastes just like a chicken testicle. <sighs> Brittany. Everyone say a prayer that Brittany, that Brittany S. Pierce does not get salmonella. <laughs> they, surely they sold them. I'm, you can probably find a deep fried testicle out in the wilderness. I'm not gonna look. <laughs> not the wilderness, but like, you go to the deep fried testicle tree. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. 
I don't I don't know anymore. Listen, Christina, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but every time we record this podcast, I kind of enter a manic episode, and then around the hour 45 mark, I enter the downswing. Hour 15 mark. Whatever. Uh, how close are we to the Boogie Shoes song? We're almost there! We're almost there. We have one scene between now and Boogie Shoes. Not even that. It's it's just it's, it's just intro. Uh, Brittany saying, like, Santana, the moral of the story is I'm trying to trick you into, like, the, showing you how bad the fame can be for at any cost. That's the moral of this subplot. Okay, love you. Bye. Yeah. And then we cut to Vocal Adrenaline preparing backstage for for their performance at regionals. And Kurt and Mercedes show up and they tell Unique, hey, you should perform as Mask because we do not mm-hmm. want you to get physically hurt and harmed mm-hmm. <laughs> or emotionally hurt and harmed. Yeah. And she's like, why are you being transphobic to me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Kurt's like, listen, I've, I've worn flamboyant outfits, but I've never dressed up as a woman. And Unique is like, that's because you are you don't identify you're, as a woman. You're a guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. U- Unique has crossed the trans events horizon where it's like, I understand that there will be consequences, but living my truth is more important, so mm-hmm. get fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Mercedes has had two sins in the course of Glee so far. Mercedes isn't actually saying anything in this scene, so we can make it like 1.5 sins. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sin by association. Yes, she's an accessory to a sin. There's a scene in the anime Horomusko Wandering Sun where the main character, who's a trans woman, has this like daydream or what it would be like to go to school in a girl's uniform. And like it's the it's maybe my favorite scene in like video or animation oh, ever because nice. it's it's like very beautiful and she has all these dreams of everyone loving her and her life being great and then of course all this is leading up to you as the viewer know like oh this is not gonna go good there's like a an internal horror that's happening as this this like daydream is happening because. It ends with her wearing a girl's uniform to school, and you know everything's gonna go bad. I was scared something like that would happen, but thank- thankfully it didn't. Oh, good. Yeah, this is, like, the best possible outcome for Unique in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks great. I love that wig on her. She does. The cute short wig is so good. Uh, in the dress, I I don't know if it's transphobic or cute, the fact that she has the same dress as all the other girls. But she's wearing black like the guys. But it looks good. I I just think she looks better in black. I think. Yeah. I mean, not that she would look look bad in the white one, but yeah. And also, like, it, it makes her pop, right? But yeah, also, like, Jesse tries to throw out Kurt and Mercedes because they're spies. And then he's like, and I'm going to fire Unique after the show. Which is like, I don't think they're... Well, I guess they are paid in yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that was established in previous episodes. Yeah. When the music starts, he doesn't... I'm, I'm re-watching the scene. When the music starts, he doesn't, like, immediately get angry. So, like, he knew the song was going to happen. He knew they were going to do Boogie Shoes. So, yeah, either, I w- either Unique was going to do it in mask form or someone else was going to do it. Uh, uh, because it's not until it's not until he sees unique like femme dub that he gets angry. Mm-hmm. It's I I just wrote down like it, it's a great musical number and Jesse is trying to like get her off the stage and making like like the cut her off 
like motions and mm-hmm. everyone else loves her. Get wrecked, Jesse St. James. Yeah. She does great. She gets a good whale in. Yeah. I love that dress. The way it like bounces with her is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's got great fringe. It does. Mm-hmm. Flapper dresses are mm-hmm. very powerful when applied correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the perfect setting for it, right? Mm-hmm, a musical mm-hmm. number? Yeah. Like, when she does the jumps, the, like, the jumps and the whole dress jumps is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. It's so good. And we're just watching this again, because this is good. Like, <laughs> right? We had to watch an episode of Glee, so this is our reward. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, we've heard the, the, the worst song, now we've heard the best song, now we cut to mm-hmm. the most Finn song. Yeah. Where he has invited Rachel to the uh, the choir room, and he's like, I know what song to sing for my assignment, but I need his dance partner. Specifically, it needs a Rachel partner. And then he sings about how she's more than a woman. And then the dreamscape, the other couples appear. So we've got Clay yeah. and Britanna and mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it is amusing when Kurt and Blaine sing more than a woman to Blaine. <laughs> because... <laughs> Not like other girls. I'm also, man. they're all dressed like seventies or like mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. we would consider seventies now. Yeah, they're dressed in like like lounge clothes. Yeah, yeah, like lounge singer clothes. Santana and Brittany are very cute together. Oh yeah, I will say that they they do get to sway and like hold each other's hips. Mm-hmm. They have very good ke- like body chemistry, even just like singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. They also get to do the thing where it's like, okay, everyone, now you're going to hold onto the camera rig and spin around while looking straight at the camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. Conversely, I think Corey and Leah only have chemistry because they're dating in real life. And even then, it's still like, it's it's barely there. It's only noticeable sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, to dunk on Leah Michelle again, I believe mm-hmm. it would be Corey is in this and he's like, I'm singing this song to my real life girlfriend. Yeah. And Leah mm-hmm. Michelle is like, I'm singing this song to the camera for a great shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels weird to hypothesize about a man who has deceased, but I don't think they'd still be together at this point in life, in reality. I would, I'm not going to hypothesize, but I'm going to say I would hope not. Yeah. I think he deserved. I, I I would hope I would hope that if something wasn't the last straw beforehand, then the racism would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say they don't have chemistry, but they are a white heterosexual couple. That's why they get top billing, baby. Yeah, it's on Fox. Yep. They gotta. <laughs> At the end of the musical number, Finn kind of like says like, "Hey, hey, band, can we have a moment?" And the bands are like, "Yeah, bro, we got you." And they all head out, and Finn tells Rachel that next year he wants to go to New York City because he applied to a famous acting school and he wants to be an actor after having watched Saturday Night Fever. Presumably until Will let him leave. (laughs) Yeah, he wants to be in the actor's studio. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so this feels like a lie. Yeah. Uh, It feels like a lie, but a lie he would tell and he would believe, if that makes sense. I could see him being like, I want to be an actor. Well, I could see him being like, I want to support my girlfriend. My girlfriend's going to New York. What can I do in New York? I could be an actor. I saw that show. I saw inside the actor's studio. I did that to school. I could be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you hit it. I hit. I think you hit the nail right on the head there, Bear. It's mm-hmm. definitely like this is the dream that I can have, so that I can stay in my relationship. And that my partner will not be upset. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's the dream that will cause the less ruckus, right? The dream of least resistance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not, I'm moving to LA and doing a bunch of auditions. It's not, I'm staying here and being in like local theater productions or whatever. It's, I'm doing the thing you want me to do, but I get to do a small thing for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's glee. It's glee, yeah. It is indeed glee. Sure is glee. Anyways, now to the healthy straights. Um, <laughs> well, for a certain value of straight, Sam. Sam Evans. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great because the scene is like Kurt and Mercedes commiserating about like, yeah, hey, you know what? Unique did really well at regionals and we're very proud of her. And as they like go to walk away, like in the hallway, Kurt looks up, sees that Sam is approaching and immediately pivots on his heel and disappears into the crowd like any good wingman who is also... Mm-hmm. I, this is also when I remembered that Sam is living at at Kurt and Finn's house. So oh, yeah. he knew this was coming and he was like, I'm going to get out of here. You treat my best <laughs> friend right. But Sam was like, Mercedes, can I talk to you? And they, he ends up sitting here in front of a laptop and she's like, Sam, no more songs. Because the last time they sang a duet, they ended up making out and she <laughs> cheated on her boyfriend. <laughs> but Are they dating currently? No, they they are going to be in Will They Won't They Hell for the next like ten years of their lives. <laughs> Why? Anyway, because matter. because Ryan Murphy uh, hates Amber Riley. Great. Because she's more talented than Leah Michelle. <laughs> but and also Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what 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 we're getting at here is that Sam's like Mercedes. I have a YouTube video to show you, and he posted the recording of her singing. Oh god, I forgot the name of her musical number and I've betrayed Mercedes. Disco Inferno, thank you. I'm sorry, Mercedes. Uh, but Sam posted the video of her singing Disco Inferno and he's like, look at all these comments! And we see that there's 585 views. And she's like, wow, that's a lot! And he says, all but one of them are positive and the one negative is because they thought it was something on fire. Yeah, he thought it was a car fail video because it's titled Mercedes Inferno. Ah. Uh, that's Cute. And Christina, that's what you can watch after you watch the car surfing videos. <laughs> <laughs> no! There we go. But he's like, look at all these people. All these random people on the internet believe in you. They all want you to succeed. I want you to succeed. I want to buy your album. You're so talented. And they have a kiss! So, what we have learned, children, today is that if you are a straight couple, it's okay if you don't ask consent to upload someone on the internet, but if you're gay, don't you do it? Oh no! Oh no, you're right! Oh. <laughs> it's not a sex tape, though. It's not a sex tape! No, I'm making a joke, but still. Yeah, like, S- Sam is a good egg, and if Mercedes uh-huh. said, Hey Sam, I'm actually uncomfortable, can you take this down? He'd be like, shoot, I'm so sorry, yes I will. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I, I just, I could not resist there. Fair, fair. In the penultimate scene... We wrap up the Britannia plot. They're in Sue's office. Sue refers to Santana as Boobs Magoo. Words cannot describe how disappointed I am in you. And it's not just the sec tape, because even I made one with Oliver North. It wasn't very popular. We released it on Betamax. <laughs> I hate that it makes me laugh. 
They have good jokes sometimes. They do. It did remind me of this one Tumblr post I saw about someone who has porn they can never watch because of the medium it's on. Huh. Like, it was this specific kind of home video where the creators were paranoid Uh that people would pirate it. So you could Mm -hmm. only rewind the video with a special device that you had had to send it, mail it to them, and they would rewind it for you with their special device, then send it back to you. And of course, they're no longer in business, so these devices don't exist anymore. And it's it's the tape is constructed so that you can't open it to extract the film without damaging the film. So it's like, yeah, I have an adult film that I can only watch once and then never again. Oh no! <laughs> See, that's why all my homemade pornos and UMDs, so that no one uses those anymore. No one can find them. <laughs> Talk about the real lost media. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You need a PSP to watch that. <laughs> no one owns those. <laughs> yeah, porn. My, my, my porn can only be accessed using the Game Shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but this is Sue and Brittany looking at Santana and the viewer and saying, the lesson is, don't say you'll do anything to get famous, because you shouldn't do anything to get famous. And Santana goes, yes. I now agree that I was too focused on doing anything to become famous, mm-hmm. and I will not do anything to become famous. I will only do normal things to become famous. And then Sue was like, Brittany enacted this scheme to show it to you, so now all is well. And it's like, no, she released a sex tape online. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't I, I didn't think that this was any kind of a scheme for Brittany, like, on Brittany's part. I thought this was just her genuinely being, like, Hey, this is how, like, from my understanding, this is how you get famous. You release a sex yeah, tape, yeah. you go on Fear Factor. I don't I don't feel like that was anything, like, in a scheme. Yeah, there wasn't, she wasn't malicious or evil. She saw that her girlfriend wanted something and... Did her best to get that. <laughs> because she's written in the show, these were the only ways she could express that. Yeah. Either way, it feels skeevy. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, because it's a, it's releasing someone's sex tape without consent, right? Yes. That's always going to feel bad. No, ma- There's no way for that to not feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I think it feels the least bad as it could because it is Britney. And mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, oh, no, you did a bad thing, but, like... You did not consider how it could be bad, but you still did a bad thing. But also, you put you interspliced video of your cat, so I I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> the moral quagmire of Britney S. Pierce. Uh-huh. <laughs> it helps that she's not real and she was created by men. This is true. No, I mean the, her characterization was created by the actress, just being like, "I'm going to say funny yeah, one-liners." Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out that the one thing that Brittany did scheme for deliberately in this episode is that mm-hmm. she asked Coach Sue, who managed to finagle a full-ride scholarship for Santana to the University of Louisville. It's in Louisville. Because Brittany asked her to. So, like, hey, here you go, Santana. Here's a full ride to the best college cheerleading program in the U.S., and okay, and actually, I do like this part, because Sue outright says, I know you probably don't want to be a cheerleader forever, but it's something that gets your foot in the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's how like, you do I it. Know, I know things don't work out, but of everyone, she has the best, the best opportunity right she now. She has a full like, ride yeah. scholarship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go, you do cheerleading, and from there, you can start trying to see if you can do some maybe modeling stuff, if that's something you're into. 
or get an agent or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Try to do cheerleading for like a professional's team and then see where that mm-hmm. goes. Like this episode shouldn't have been about ooh guys, you guys got a dream. It should have been about okay, here's your options. Here's to take how to take advantage of them. And yes, probably at some point one of the kids turning on the teachers and saying. I am 18 years old. I have so much time to figure myself out. I don't want yeah. to go into college so set on one thing that I lose other sight of op- other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, the talk, I don't know if they ever do it, maybe next season, but they need to have the talk of, like, famous a lottery, or famous either a lottery or a handout uh, from, like, if you come... Nepotism. From privilege, yeah, from nepotism, like, oh yeah, well, like, you either get chosen to be famous because of someone decides that's what they want for you, or it's luck. It's like, it's literally luck. Yeah. No, they never address that. Everyone has the gumption to become famous. Right. Yeah. So that's Glee. Yeah. Yeah. The episode ends with uh, the three winners getting the suits. And they're like, wow, you all look so good. Yeah. What do you want to do now? Santana does look really good. Santana looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all, let's be fair, they all look great. Yeah. And, and Finn says, you know what I want to do? Strut. And then they do. Yeah, we cut to, they they do staying alive. I think the harmonies in this number are great. Yeah. Everyone gets their own suit, except Quinn, who is not present, because <laughs> both Quinn and Diana Egron took a look at this and like, you know what? No, I'm good. <laughs> Quinn died on her way to back to her home planet. She texts Will, is like, yeah, I'm taking the week off because I'm already getting into Yale, so I do not require a lecture this week. <laughs> God, that, that, that would just be very powerful. It's like, yep. actually, no, thank you. I don't like this. But yeah, um, Anyways. at a uh, quick trivia for this musical number in particular, at the beginning, when they like showed everyone, no pun intended, suiting up, Cory put fake chest hair. <laughs> they made Cory wear fake chest hair. Did he, did he shave it or did he just not grow? How old is he at this point? It, he would have been like in his 30s, but also this was 2012. This is the era of all the men have to shave their chest. That's mm. that's what you want is the nubile young 30 year old. They're all searching that fanboy body, really. Yeah. Yeah. I have other trivia too. Apparently, in, like, the promos, the teasers for this episode, they, I think it was in the one that, in the promo that went to air, like, on broadcast TV, they didn't censor Britney mentioning a sex tape, but in the version that they uploaded to YouTube, they just had her say some kind of tape. You can't say sex tape on YouTube, apparently. This was the first tribute episode that was not written by Ryan Murphy. Which I think, Tanner, you mentioned that at the beginning, so my apologies for double mentioning it. Yeah, no, yeah, written by Brad Booker, but, or no, written by Matthew Hodgson, but like, it's, it's mm. Glee. Ryan was there in spirit. Yeah. Apparently, when asked about this episode, Ryan Murphy said, We've never done disco on the show, but I'm interested in the genius of the Bee Gees. You did- Sure. You did Survivor, I will true. survive, like, three months yeah. ago. Yeah, it's not true, but sure. Yeah. There's a part where Sue mentions that she has a pair of heels which were signed by Janet Reto, or Reto maybe, who was one of the DAs in the Unabomber case. And Jade Lynch went on to play Janet Reto in the limited series about the Unabomber. Wild. Fascinating. Last bit. 
This episode was so boring that they didn't even bother putting TV critics reviews on the Wikipedia page for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, the Wikipedia page is just like, plot summary, music, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you want. Not good, not bad, but a secret third thing. Glee. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the critics have great things to say, though. Oh, no, no, yeah, I meant, like, that's all this episode gives you. Music and a little bit of plot, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, that's why I'm saying the only thing this episode is really required for is establishing that Unique exists. Yeah. I'm sure we could shove that into a different episode and change nothing. Anywho, Fabi, now that Mm -hmm. the episode has ended, what we like to do is we like to give a gold star to a song and then a gold star to a moment and then slushy a moment. Mm -hmm. So, you're our guest. What song do you want to give a gold star to? Oh, it's a hard one. I have to go with... Ah, I think I have to go with Boogie Shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's just Very good everything about the performance. Because, like, as a song itself, I probably would have given to one of the BG songs. But the performance that, that Unique does here, I think, and the dancing and everything, mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, even its plot relevance... I think makes it, like, the song that I'm going to be thinking about the most. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned the dan- the dancing, because the, or- the choreography has a lot of complex footwork, and they yeah, all nail it's it. It's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, especially when you consider that on the Glee Project, Alex Duell was like, you're up for elimination on Danceability Week, because you did not pull your weight. And then they kept, yeah, giving, no, kept it... giving them and Hannah floor work, and Fat Kids Hate Floor Work, as we have established. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, she's a great. She's amazing. This is just, no. just the beginning of Alex Newell. Every every unique appearance on the show is secretly a fuck you to Ryan Murphy, even when he is writing her. Yes. Christina, do you have the same favorite, same gold star? Yes, it was. I I don't think that Amber Riley would mind, but Boogie Shoes was phenomenal, and it was a great introduction to Unique as a character. Yes. Mm. Well, and, and here's the thing, like, songs from this episode have come and gone from my playlists. Boogie Shoes has never left. Excellent. So it also gets my gold star. Yeah. And then outside of the songs, Fabby, what was your gold star moment? There's some. Uh, basically, all the unique ones, I think, are I could probably go for. If I have to pick one, I think the, the first unique scene. Unique is what you are. Where she introduces herself very shyly and then... We see like her ideal introduction as unique. I think that would be my gold star moment. Nice, nice. Christina, how about yourself? Um, I think Mayan is also going to go to unique in specifically the sense of like I am going to perform as myself, whether that be femme or mask. Today it's going to be femme, and specifically doing that even when Kurt and Mercedes were telling her no, you should not do this for your own safety. And Jesse St. James was like, I am going to fire you. She's like, nope, I'm going to go out yeah. there and I'm going to be great. And you're all going to, you're all going to regret not trusting me. Yeah, that was awesome. That being said, my gold star moment is actually going to the Seuss saying the foot in the door thing to Santana, because in an episode oh, of nice. real bad career in education morals, yeah, that's, that's the fair. only one that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then what moment do you just want to th- toss a slushy at? It's so bad. The wheel schuster internal narrative that explains his whole scheme. I think that there's a lot of moments, but I think that's the moment of like, no, 
Stop it. Celestia to the face. Bad, bad <laughs> juicer. No, none of that. <laughs> Hit it with a water bottle, but it's full of slushy. Yeah. <laughs> no, bad teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christina? I, I'm also going to say Will, but I'm extending mine to just like Will over the course of the entire episode. That Will nagging he, his kids? Yes. Will, Will nagging his students. He doesn't get... They don't get to be his kids. They're his students. <laughs> Good point. Because he, he, he's just, he's just such a disgrace to the name of teacher. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. infuriating to me. And I'm gonna slushy the sex tape. You know what? That's thank fair. you. Yeah, it's a bridge too far. But not the power. Not the parts with the cat. Those yes, I would. I would watch the sex tape if it had. Uh, if they had inserted scenes of a cat doing household chores and also removed the sex part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only way I'd ever watch but a sex tape. Can. I've already discussed with Christina how it's weird when animals show up in porn. God. <laughs> Christina's to trying to remember that, and I'm pretty sure she blocked it from her memory after I told I, her the first time. Yes, so. actually. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh... So I won't press the issue further. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we finished the episode, we've discussed it, and and now, Fabi, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Of course, thank you for having me. We're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, people have done worse things to me than make me watch Glee. Thank you for suffering with us. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know what? I'll take it. I watched the unique scenes, those were good. I watched the unique song, and then watching this made me go out of my way and watch some more unique songs. Uh, I cried a little bit at the If I Was a Boy scene. That was a good song. Oh, yeah, that's the only good part of that episode. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Did you see what the episode was called? No, I didn't want to. It's called The End of Twerk. The Glee Club takes a political pro-twerking stance. Well, good night, everyone. I'm going to disconnect. <laughs> okay, before you disconnect, <laughs> let the people know where you can be found on the internet. Uh, I can be found at your local Denny's, uh, yes. in the, behind the parking lot by the trash can. I can also be found on Twitter.com, the, equ- the internet's shitty Denny, <laughs> uh, <Yes>. at <laughs> Favi underscore Garza, F-A-B-B-Y-G-A-R-Z-A-A. And you can also find me on a couple of podcasts, most recruitingly, most commonly on uh, Eidolon Disco, Eidolon Playtest, uh, where I play a trans girl dealing with stuff and disco music is referenced. So basically the same thing as we did, we watched today. And you can also find me on Demon Love and Hellfire in the Magpies uh, Network. Oh, nice. Yeah, I play uh, a trans gay demon in Miami. Come come watch us. Uh, come listen to us. Burn stuff up. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Nice. Christina, you want to sing us out? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I've, I've been distracted because my cat is asleep on the bed behind me and she is snoring incredibly loudly. Excellent. That's yeah. the most important household chore that a cat can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know, and we will work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and at LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. We also have our own Discord server and Tumblr, which have links in the episode description. Next time, I genuinely don't know what's happening next because the spreadsheet is not loading on my computer. Next week, we're going to dance with somebody. Ah! <gasps>
we're gonna feel the heat with somebody. There's gonna be at least two great covers and one cover that will only be performed in its ultimate version on The Masked Singer in 2022. Huh. And one where Blaine reenacts the music video. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Look, as long as it's not a song about a rat. <laughs> it's not a song about a rat. I don't think Whitney had any songs about rats. Well, I mean, literal, probably metaphor. It's a song about a metaphorical rat, but it's not a song about a real rat. Mm. Anyways, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. And then this is the part where I count down three, two, one, and then we will all say, and that's what you missed on Glee. And it doesn't have to sync up because it's funnier that way. So, three, two, one, and, and that's and what that's you missed on, miss on Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. I didn't know which intonation you were going to do, so I like, I was like, ah, ah, ah. At this point, you're we've good, done every good. intonation. <laughs> and that's what you mean, suddenly. There. Perfect.